the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, the Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Cartwright. Of Seinfeld, I mean. Back to back to back to back. <laughs> we're, also, because... we're also giving you Cartwright, too. I mean, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, it's both. It's exactly, it's both. <laughs> why? Because we're sponge worthy. That's why. Hey, I'm Adam. I'm Corey. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking exactly that episode. Season 7, episode 9, The Sponge. It first aired December 7th, 1995. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course. The Sponge. Elaine panics when she learns that her favorite birth control device is going off the market. She now must determine if her boyfriend is sponge-worthy. Jerry dates a woman whose number he got off an AIDS walk list. Kramer refuses to wear the ribbon at the AIDS walk and suffers the consequences. If that was always the consequences for not wearing a ribbon, then fucking I'm done. I would never... Never do one of those charity walks ever. I know, I know. I, I agree with you because I am 100% on Kramer's side for the, this one. Yeah, and we will talk about that. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> if anybody heard me in the soup, they'll hear me again. My thoughts on Bob and Cedric uh, in this episode. So, But some people may not have heard my thoughts uh, about them in the soup because this episode, or the soup, was behind our Patreon wall. This one is not this is a free episode for everybody out there. And so if uh, you are listening to the episode and you like what you hear, consider going on to patreon.com slash cartwright and you can uh, sign up to get every episode of Cartwright that we're delivering for just one dollar a month. And also you're gonna lose the ads. Corey cuts those in and you're gonna lose them. Lose and them you're all. gonna be more time for yourself. And honestly isn't that really what's important? More time to yourself to watch Seinfeld. Yeah, watch Seinfeld and listen to the Soup Nazi. Oh, God, that was a great episode, by the way. So yeah. much fun. Yes, all right. Well, let's pull things back to the sponge. And we start things off, per usual, with a stand-up. And this one on people wearing glasses. What's the deal? <laughs> I have a friend who wears eyeglasses. No prescription in the glasses because it thinks it makes them look more intelligent. Why? Why do we think the glasses make us look more intelligent? Is it the endless hours of reading and studying and researching that this person supposedly blew out their eyeballs and that's why they need glasses? It's just a corrective device. If you see someone with a hearing aid, you don't think, oh, they must have been listening real good. Yeah, to a lot of important stuff. No, they're deaf. They can't hear. <laughs> that, you know what? This was to the point and you know what? Not wrong. So good job. Yeah. Because why do we like you know lift people up? Oh, he's wearing glasses. I wear glasses. I'm a moron. All yes, I can do yes, is talk are. about Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it is something that it gets instilled in us when like when we're younger. Like, oh, you're a nerd. You do nothing but read and whatnot when you have glasses. And maybe that was the thing way way back in the day. You strained your eyes more, or because you had um, nearsightedness, you couldn't see things far away, so you had to read books and other stuff like that. For, you know, for your entertainment. 
but it's it is something that is stuck into pop culture is glasses equals smart nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and just watch a cartoon, like watch a kid's cartoon, and when they want to yeah. show someone's a nerd, they always wear glasses. And I think that's that yep. is it. It starts there. Yeah. So but so no I'm with you, I kinda I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. a pretty decent stand up. Yeah, that was a decent so. stand up, yeah. All right. Kramer comes into Monks and he wants Jerry and Elaine to sponsor him for this AIDS walk. Uh, and he talks about that, you know, he, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. You know, he doesn't just want to wear the ribbon. He wants to actually, you know, do the walk. And that's what he's, you know, there for. So yeah, cool. Good, good for Kramer. Exactly. And I, I don't, I'm sure you're probably taking a note or something, but at the, literally at the one second beginning of this scene, like Elaine and Jerry are doing something like they're supposed to be like probably in mid conversation or something, but it looks like Elaine's like shooing away a fly. And then the scene kind of cuts in oh, and, and I was just know, like, I think I saw that she yeah. was like flailing or something. And then this, it goes into the scene and I was like, they should have just, if they weren't going to give us what it was, they should have just trimmed that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. I do kind of remember that, but it didn't, it didn't seem noteworthy, but yeah. And it wasn't, it didn't go to anything. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, my notes are important. You know, I only have so many notes to give. And so is something noteworthy or not is important to me. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that was great. That was great, there buddy. You blew okay. <laughs> you your loader right at the beginning of the episode. First five minutes. You're not going to have anything better than that. Dude, that's that. Talk to all of my lovers. I mean, that is just <laughs> that's Adam standard. Okay. All right. All right. Elaine and Jerry talk briefly about his 31 inch waist that he's had since college. Um, I don't know if I, I think I came out of the womb like a 34. Yeah. Um, now I'm like a 40. I'm a. I'm a big boy, and so 31 is a skinny man. Yeah, so. yeah. neither of us are skinny men. No. Uh, all right, Jerry uh, notices a girl that he liked uh, back in the day. She's on the AIDS walk list, and he never got her phone number, uh, um, and he is like, oh, shit, I'm going to take her phone number from mm-hmm. this list. And I think that's kind of a move I would do, too. It doesn't seem like that terrible of a thing. I mean, it's funny because this the first half of this episode is whether he, sh- you know, whether that was right or wrong. And I think uh, it kind of deflates when it's just like she's like, no, nah, I don't care. Because yeah, I think at the end of the right. day, all of us were like, no, nah, we don't care either. We just would have taken it right off of that thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, they do some funny stuff with the conversation. But ultimately, ultimately, it's it's completely moot. You're just like, eh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. that's And that's um, yep. unfortunate bit of the writing on this episode Eggs. yeah yep i'm with you on that one buddy so all right we also find out that elaine likes this guy you know that she's dating obviously his name is billy but they haven't had sex yet and you know they start talking about uh you know contraceptive and whatnot and she says she uses the today sponge uh but apparently they've been taken off the market <gasps> is what uh kramer mentions and oh no and now she is panicking you know that she is worried about that um I did check. You can still get sponges. Sponges are not off the market. They are legitimately a thing. So I don't I don't know a woman who uses the sponge. I've never been with a woman that uses sponge the sponge that I know of. I my entire life ever since this episode, I don't know what the sponge is. I don't know how it works. When it comes to the female body, I am very much like George Costanza. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. So, so the sponge basically is kind of like a foamyish kind of thing, um, but it's got spermicide. So that's how partly how it works. Is it you know spermicide kills D- sperm? Does she does she clean up with it or does it go inside no, of her before it, it sex? goes inside you? Ah. It kind of it goes inside you. Kind of blocks the uterus. Okay, and it has spermicide um, you know with it to help 
further kill our, our boys. Yes. Okay. And I do know the spermicide. I always got the, the condoms with spermicide back in the day. Um, but I yeah. didn't know, like, I didn't know that the sponge, like, you actually had to, ins- like, insert it. She has to insert it inside of her. And I assume you have to yeah. do it probably close to when you want to have sex. Like, you can't just be walking around with it no, or something. No, you can, I think. I think I saw that you can oh, okay. have it ready about, like, up to 24 hours before okay. uh, Interesting. sex. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I, I love all the women out there listening to two middle-aged white guys trying to figure out how this, how the sponge works. What's your contraceptive uh, preference? Tell us, all the ladies out there. We <laughs> want to know every single one of your favorite methods. All right. <laughs> God. Quick scene where Jerry does call Lena, the lady from the AIDS walk list, and he kind of dances around about how he got her number. And he kind of tested this out with Elaine earlier, which I thought was a pretty damn funny scene where he brings up like, oh, I was shopping for speedboats. And she's like, oh, wait, you're buying a speedboat off the subject already. And just like that was smooth. And and that's what I was referring to. Like, even though the plot device, the uh, not Mulligan, um, MacGuffin uh, is is kind of annoying with him with the whole AIDS walk thing. What they do with it, what they play with it is actually kind of funny. Like you said, just then the dialogue about how how he's going to dance around it and all that kind of stuff. It leads itself to some fun stuff, but the MacGuffin itself is stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total and uh, guys and gals out there who are not a you know film people, a MacGuffin is a plot device in a movie or TV mm-hmm. show to move the plot forward that really has no bearing on sort of anything in life. It's just a plot device. Yeah, exactly. It just it wasn't it from like the Maltese Falcon yeah, or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Um, George and Susan talk about Jerry and his jeans. George lets her know this little secret, and he scratches out the thirty-one and puts a thirty-two. No, he scratches out the two and puts a one. Yeah, but my I was bad. like, Whatever. but I was like, wouldn't it have been easier, like just writing-wise, to say four to a one? You know, like a thirty-four to a like. How do you make a two? into a Dude. one on a branded because you know oh, yeah. it's it's branded into the whatever that leather piece is like how do you do that but no one no one would even notice like like he it, I, I do like susan's little comment she's like oh my god i can't believe how vain because it is yeah. like literally like it's one inch like it is not a big deal but like it, it's one of jerry's things he's very proud of how long things remain the same for him. We, his vomit streak. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, he's even Steven stuff. He likes to, he likes to remain the same. So maybe that's just part of his identity. No, you're right. I thought it more like him not wanting to get fat, but actually I think you dissected his, his character trait a little mm. better. I think he really likes things to just kind of stay the same. And maybe that's why he's been in that apartment for technically on the show. Like, I don't know at this point, like like yeah. 12 years or something like that, you know? And, and, and yeah, it's that's actually really very astute of you my friend Um, well thank you yeah so yeah and i do love how he it is a vain thing like i do like that and because we all have those things you and i have little hidden character Mm -hmm. traits that we don't let the world know but maybe our best friends or something and it's vain stuff but that's human and that's honestly it kind of endears jerry to me even more more so than he already is i wholeheartedly agree So George kind of mentions how he's worried that he told Susan and she's like, no, 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 no. It's expected because we're in a couple, you know, he's never really done that before, but like, you know, that's, that's how it is when you're in couples. Um, and I gotta, you know, we're both in couples and I, we gotta mention this, you know, is this something you think is a unwritten rule in the world of couples? I mean, yeah, like, but there's like a a level to things like, you know, 
telling Jerry, telling your wife that that Jerry's pants, you know, are, it's one thing versus telling him something an insanely deeper and darker thing. Uh, I think that there is like times when you don't tell your significant others, but I, I think it's kind of rare. I, I do share everything with my wife and I, uh, you know, for the most part, but I think there are some things that, you know, you keep your keep to yourself. Just a couple of things, you know. I feel like that's a Larry yeah. David thing to sort of say. <laughs> Just keep to yourself, you know. I mean, there are a few things I keep to myself. I'm not a good keep to myself kind of guy. Um, I'm usually like an open book kind of person yeah. just in general. Now, if someone specifically says, now here, here's, this is how I treat it. Maybe this is not how everybody treats it. I do think there is a bit, and for the vast majority of things, if you give like an off the cuff, you know, quote unquote secret, um, it's something that you you tell your spouse. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. If, if you specifically, if I said, Corey, you can't tell Myra. Boom, and then something. I don't know what the hell it was going to be. I, I, I own uh, Burt's Bees chapstick. I don't know. What I, that's just yeah. sitting next to me. I don't know how to put it. Um, but if if I said that specifically, then Corey, I'd be pissed at you if you told her. Yeah. Um, but if I said Corey, I got a secret, man. I only use Burt's Bees, and then <laughs> I'm telling Myra right told, now. <laughs> and, then, and then like yeah, then that's part of it. But if I didn't say, you know. <laughs> You got to keep it from Meyer. Then I don't think you got to keep it from Meyer. Yeah, yeah. I, so I think I, just, I think that's a good way to distill it down. Again, you're quite yeah. the wordsmith today, my friend. You're doing quite well. <laughs> well, it's the Burt's Bees. They keep my lips chapped and I'm and ready to go. Ready to go, baby. <laughs> now, did you notice we, we, I mean, obviously it was a Bosco reference. I mean, it's straight up in this, like, you know, he was, she was like talking about, uh, Oh, the yeah. code and everything. Yeah, the code. And because it got all kind of like uh, huffy and everything. But I yes. like how George was like, it's it's not my secret. It's Jerry's secret. Like you got all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it, this caused a little rift it between did. them. It did. So George tells Jerry about his fight with Susan, this little rift, uh, you know, about the whole secrets thing. And Jerry, I, I like this little thing that he has. It's different for Seinfeld. But he was about to tell mm-hmm. George. Um, about getting uh, Lena's number off of the AIDS walk list. And then he does this kind of like, you know, this imaginary scenario in his head about, oh, what's going to happen if I tell him, then he'll tell that person who will tell, you know, this person who tells Susan. And so he's like, okay, I can't, I can't tell George. And now George, he's, uh, he's out of it. You know, he is no longer, you know, safe to tell secrets to. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, Elaine comes in and, you know, that sponge is off the market, but, She's determined. She's going to go on a hunt. And I do like how he had a little conversation here about her, uh, about Elaine talking with George about, you know, what contraceptive Susan uses. Oh, He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I don't know. And it's that is just, I think, for if you're in a couple, that's pretty fucking terrible not to know. <laughs> no, but that's what I was referencing. I'm just like, I'm completely oblivious as well. I don't know. I loved George's response. It was so... I, I, it was so my vibe. It was, I don't know. He goes, it, it's something. I think it's something. I don't know. I was like, yeah, well, it's George, like, I can feel you, buddy. I mean, you think he should know, though? I mean, I figured something. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously not using condoms, if uh, which we'll find out later. Yeah. But yeah. like, he's obviously if he if he puts all the pressure on her for that. So. All right. All right. I think it's I think it's just good etiquette to know. Uh, I mean, in uh, just my, my my wife does use birth control, uh, the yeah. contraceptives, which all right, I, not once did the word the pill come up in this in this episode, which I thought was kind of strange, as I think that's like 
the most number or condoms. Like they didn't mention. Well, I guess no, no, no. Joe or George does talk about condoms, but like, but can you say the pill is is the pill kind of like saying Super Bowl? Like, do they own that? The name? No. I, I don't know. The word pill is I know. a fucking like. I don't know. No, they, that is not trademarked. Yeah, I don't know. I think the writers on this episode have probably never dated anybody uh, who've, who've been on the pill before. I mean, well, we saw some of the writers like Fred Stoller um, before, and yeah. some of the other, he's not a good looking man. He probably <laughs> oh, no. never did. again, again, cut to <laughs> Larry Fred David, Stoller. not a good looking man. <laughs> cut to Fred Stoller crying, crying. Jet, gently yep. weeping as he's listening to Cartwright, a Seinfeld <laughs> podcast. We're gonna but, get a ma- nasty message from Fred Stoller oh one of these God. days. Uh, that would be a dream come true. That would, I'm not gonna lie. if we like turned him into our our arch nemesis for some yeah. reason. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your arch nemesis? Fred Stoller. Stoller. I don't know why. <laughs> Stoller. <Yeah. Arr>. Stoller. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Kramer comes in, and he's winded. You know, just from coming up the stairs. Jerry, he's just like, he can't believe it. He's, he's just worried about him not being fit enough for this AIDS walk. And I'm like, it's a fucking walk. It's a walk, but man. It's just it's a walk. A, it's a fucking walk. <laughs> Again, t- two storyline buildups. That I, I don't know. They one fizzles out and one might have a, an unrealistic uh, uh, ending to it. You know. Yeah. Yep. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies comics or video games they should definitely check us out oh well then thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time 
talking back. All right, uh, we get a montage of Elaine hunting for the sponge. She's getting nothing, nothing, and then she finally finds a case, an entire case of 60. And uh, I think there's usually three come in each box. And so there you go, 180 um, sexual encounters. I, I thought you were going to say the, the pharmacist's name, and she found David Bird. That's the actor's name. He was in uh, Tango and Cash and whatnot. I mean, you've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He, he passed away in 2001. Um, oh, gotcha. But, yeah, I was like, I recognize that guy. I was like, yeah, Tango and Cash. This is two. Tango and Cash's Leapin' Larry was also from Tango and Cash. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's also a little bit more famous for being a uh, father of our kids. We may have to do a Tango and Cash episode. God, no. God, no. God, no. <laughs> See, that's perfect for for podcasting after dark. Yeah. By the way, make sure you all check out Podcasting After Dark. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and blast from past. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, so she ends up, I like this little scene here where she ends up buying the entire case. And she's like, I'll tell you, I'll take uh, 10, then 20, then 25, then, uh, you know, 50, then I'll just buy the whole case. Ever since the very first time I watched this episode, I like this little piece of dialogue here. I like how she lands it. I like what it's about. I'm always like, that's funny. That's fucking funny. And also fucking the pharmacist's face the whole time. He's like, "Uh, well, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. At the end, he's just like, well, then you're just a slut. So (laughs) yeah, that's kind of like where you think he's going in his head is like, oh, oh, wow, you you really want to have all the sex. Yes. Yes, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That's not that's not slutty. That's just fucking pre- being prepared. That's just fucking being a forward-thinking woman. God damn it. In charge of yeah. her body. Though I do think that the sponges, uh, much like condoms, do expire over time. So it's I'm probably... sure. Yeah, I think it's the, <laughs> yeah. probably the spermicide on it probably has a shelf yeah. date, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. All right. Uh, on a double date with uh, Jerry... And uh, Lena and George and Susan. Lena played uh, by meet. Jennifer Guthrie from 90210 uh, and Pacific I looked Blue. her up and wasn't going to mention anything because she didn't do shit. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't even have a picture. She doesn't even have a picture yeah. on IMDb. Yeah. But yeah, 90210 even, and Even I Blue. have a picture on IMDb. <laughs> like even I, and I didn't even put it up there. Somebody put it up there for me. Like that's, that's how more famous I am than Lena is. <laughs> this is true. This is fucking true. <laughs> so. All right. Um. Lena has the uh, waiter wrap up the leftovers for the soup kitchen that she volunteers at. And I love Jerry's little kind of interweaving his dialogue here. Um, it's almost basically like a stand-up. He's like, you know, oh, soup, soup for breakfast. Do they ever get si- tired of it? They get tired of soup? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. Oh, I'm eating this. Soup again, huh? Because <laughs> they're hungry. And it's like, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter what like. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that was 100% a Jerry stand-up that they just kind of inserted into this. And I like that a lot. I did, too. And I always wish we saw more of that, of, like, his yeah. stand-up observations in worked into actual conversation. I would love to actually see more of that on the show. So one thing I did like when I think uh, Jerry was talking, I think it was about detergent or something, like how his shirt smells not nice or something like that. And I like how during the conversation, just Susan sniffs her own shirt, like in like, is my shirt okay? It just, it was a funny little thing that just could have just gone past you, but I, I liked it. It was a good little ver- visual thing. I'm sorry. I had to step away for a second because I got um, a credit card announcement that uh, uh, one of our credit cards was having some... Um, non-regular activity Mm -hmm. and it was under one of the ones that Keisha and I share (laughs) and I was like so I had to go pop out and be like hey what's did you make a purchase what's going on and she's like 
Yeah, I was just buying all these. Uh, it was from it was on Apple purchasing stuff, and she was like, "Yeah, I was purchasing some songs, and then I decided I wanted to buy both of Joe Exotic's albums, <laughs> full his full album." <laughs> and she got and flagged it, for that, and it got declined, <laughs> and it got flagged. And so, <laughs> so I had to go into the account and be like, "No, this is okay," and I'm like fucking seriously if you buy two of his albums they flag you and they're like this is clearly yeah, un- fraudulent. unusual purchase uh you know history i don't i don't think this is you i'm keeping this in that's fantastic wow. <laughs> that's fantastic so, so yeah i was worried i was like because i wanted to like you know i was like oh shit did you actually try and buy something or do i need to like you know fix our card no she's fucking buying joe exotic's <laughs> terrible country albums so. he has a cereal i was at the mall yesterday and he has a fucking <laughs> cereal i was in like fye or something in one of those kitschy shops yeah. and there's a joe exotic cereal i'm like jesus christ nice. this is it america this is it guys and gals it would have this to like it. I, it would have guns and penises and glitter and like that is the cereal yeah it's sadly it's not it's him it's just him and it's official he licensed it yeah all right he did try to kill somebody he did (laughs) did, all right um george mentions an unlisted number while they're at this dinner and uh then you know that kind of jolts jerry which ultimately he then tells george while the, the ladies are off to the bathroom. And I like uh, he, I like when George leans in for the gossip because he's such such a gossip girl, and I'm not going to lie, so am I. I I'm, love gossip. <laughs> I'm with you there, man. Yeah, I am a fan of gossip. Like I, I don't even care if it's the people I don't even know. I want to yeah. hear gossip. I want to hear all the gossip because it's just the idea that I'm hearing something I'm not supposed to be hearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it just it tickles all the little nerves in your brain. <laughs> you, and I, like, Ooh. you and I are both George right there. Ooh, yes, yep. tell me, please. Exactly. So, yeah, George, uh, Jerry tells him he's, of course, not supposed to tell Susan. Cut to him in the car ride on the way home. He immediately tells her. Yes. And I, I appreciate that. That's good comedy, good editing. Um, so they uh, then, because they're feeling better and he's sharing her his, these secrets now, you know, they're going to plan some makeup sex. And, uh, you know, a little good times. Uh, and uh, she wants George to go in and get her some of her contraceptive. But he doesn't know what she uses. And, of course, he's also like, you know, oh, I have to go buy this stuff because he's a fucking wuss. Like, I can't stand. Like, who cares? No. Go in, buy whatever. I, I mean, I can't remember if I've said this before, but, like, when I was in high school, like, my mom, I, I did actually a good bit of our grocery shopping. My mom gave us a list, and I went and I went and bought it at uh, Kroger and took it back. And I still know my mom's preferred tampons and, and the pack that she gets. And it's like, and I'll buy them. And it's like, who cares? You know, she, my mom, yeah, my mom is a Tampax multi-pack woman. And I know this. For one second, I was, I was all like happy because I heard you oh, say. Oh, my mom's contraceptive. No, no, Kroger. You said Kroger. And it started taking me back to, uh, to like when I lived in Virginia and everything. Because there's no mm-hmm. Kroger's uh, up north. There's none in Maryland no. and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and then. Did, have, did, did Ralph's go up there or is it stopped in California? No, Ralph's isn't up here either, but it's, it stopped okay. there. But I meant like, like on the East Coast, Kroger isn't even past Virginia either. But, yeah, but then you mentioned your mom's tampons and that brought me crazy. Crushingly back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> horrible, horrible <laughs> so, reality. I'm happy to get that image in your head, sir. But it's not a, like I, no when I cares. was a kid or when I was in high school, not high school, because I didn't buy condoms when I was in high school because I wasn't getting laid in high school. Uh, <laughs> in college, when yeah. I was buying condoms, like I'd say like the first few times and whatnot, you get like that nervousness and what, and then it's just like, 
No, I'm fucking having sex. I'm having sex. Like, who cares? <laughs> you, you should I'm be jealous sex? of me. You should, you know? Exactly. I'm the yeah. one fucking here. Have you, all right, this just came out of my head. Have you ever bought a condom from one of those uh, bathroom, no. like, quarter slots? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Me neither. But I just, I was, just, I did buy like a, uh, like a French tickler kind of toy just, just to, have, just yeah, to just, see what yeah. the hell it was gonna give you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But no, I've never done that. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but yeah. So he doesn't know. But she wants. Uh, uh, Susan uses the sponge, but because he knows they're off the market, now Susan's all in a panic. Oh God, she she needs to have her sponge. They're very um, loyal to their. Type of birth control. That's right. Oh, oh, so. Apparently, I wouldn't know. Yeah. But yes, apparently. I mean, we have less options. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, okay, it's either the condom or a vasectomy. Um, <laughs> you know, I've heard that they are uh, working on a pill form for guys. They've, I've been, they've been talking about that for years. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And guys are so fucking. When it comes to their dicks. Guys are just weird, not weirdly sensitive, but it's like, oh, no, women can have to change all their hormones. I don't change mine at all. It's just like, get over it. Like, just think about, like, if you could be smart enough and, like, you know, you took your pill and so you knew that you were, like, 99% safe and, you know, you didn't get, like, quote, unquote, locked in, you know, for someone for having to, you know, have the woman do it. Like, or if you both did it, then it's even, you know, more, uh, you know, protective. Um I don't know. It just seems like a smart thing to me. Yeah, dude. I, I, we don't have many options. And you know what? It would have been nice to have something. I would have, you know, liked to have had an option that was not a condom thing for me to take care. You know, but yes, as a society, because we put it all on the woman to do that. So, yeah. you know, because we're we're gonna get to the condom talk. Yeah, we will. Uh, and, and, right. and honestly, some of the, the we're problems that he has. Save it! Save it! Save it. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. All right. At the apartment, Jerry hears a poker game going on at Kramer's. And he's got the AIDS walk tomorrow, and he's just having fun. He's going to play late with his guys. He's drunk Jerry, and rowdy, baby. Exactly, <laughs> drunk and rowdy. Jerry is still worried. Again, I'm like, it's a fucking walk, Jerry. But whatever. And All right, why would at, Jerry care? Who cares? Just And, like, I mean, how, how much does the walk matter? Most of, Matters what most is probably the money that's raised. Yeah, that raised and you signed up for. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. All right, at Elaine's apartment, we meet her guy, Billy, who is played by Scott Patterson. A.K.A. Oh. A.K.A. Luke from Gilmore Girls. Yes, that guy that guy from Gilmore Girls. He's been in pretty much like every episode yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's also been in some other things, but like that's really what he's well known for. Yes, yeah. And dude, his IMD picture is horrible. If you look at that thing, <laughs> it looks like he is sweaty and drunk and just out of control. But yeah, yeah, this guy... Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I, I see that now. He's, he's definitely got an oily face. Yeah, not a not a good yeah. look for that poor bastard. But yeah, no. but he makes okay. that Gilmore Girl money, so you know. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's set. What are we doing? <laughs> you almost made me spit Scott out Wright my beer. Podcast. Scott Wright Seinfeld yeah. podcast. What are we doing? That's what we're doing, and it's awesome, and we love doing that's it. That's right. Better than Gilmore so. Girls, that's for sure. <laughs> Damn straight. Oh, I know. These women, they talk so fast, but they talk so true. <laughs> All right. That's a line from Scrubs. Anyway. All right. So they're going to go have some sex. But George starts knocking because he knows that's where he can get some of the sponges for his makeup sex. And, you know, he's trying to get some of them. You know, he's trying to Debo some of them from Elaine. And she turns them down. And he's like, oh, my God. You know, this is all I have left. All I have is makeup sex. I'm like, dude, you're about to get married. All you have is makeup sex left. Yeah. Like, you're. 
That's not a good sign for you. Yeah, but I do like how Elaine's like her comeback was like, I'm sure you'll have an opportunity again for that. You know? Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, she shoots him down harsh. Love that. Uh, and so then, you know, she's going to she tries a nice little look to herself while she's getting out the sponge. And she's like, huh. All right. We're going to come back to that. Mm. Susan tells people about Lena, you know, how Jerry got her number. Um, and so, you know, Lena comes in eventually and she's like, yeah, not a big deal. I mean, which yeah. and we got a little confuses little- Jerry and it confuses me, too, because they made it as such a thing. But even though I, I didn't think it was a thing. It felt like it should have been a thing, but... You're right. It felt like something should have come from it because all yeah. that happened was what we thought was going to happen, which is she doesn't care. Now, the only good thing we got out of it was him saying, uh, George, like like Newman, you know, which is yeah. funny. Um, but ultimately, it's a dead, dead end, dead end, dead thread, basically. And there was a lot of hype around it. Yeah. I mean, really, it was just kind of used to propel... The, the secrets between George and Susan. The, right, more than anything, yeah. like, it didn't really do shit for Jerry, but it was all about the George and Susan stuff. Right, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But as she leaves, Kramer's, po- pe- Kramer's poker people uh, are leaving as well. And, you know, it's only three hours from the walk. And it's like, oh, my God, you've been playing all night. There's no way you're going to do this walk very well. So, all right, <laughs> he, we'll see. He won a lot of money, though, at poker, so who gives a fuck yeah. about the walk? Dude, I'm not going to lie. He did great. So, then in comes George, and Jerry yells at him. Um, you know, he's now cut off. He's out of the loop. Um, we talk about Lena. Uh, he then goes off on this stretch, and I didn't care for this, about how she's too good. He admires her. You can't have sex with someone you admire. And I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I admire a lot of women, and I want to have sex with a lot of women. <laughs> and a lot of the Venn diagram of the women I want to have sex with and the women that I admire it's they're they're in there. Yeah. Now it's not every single one. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't get. I. I admired Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I didn't want to fuck her. There, yeah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But there's a. That was a. To me, this is the really pushing that you know Jerry has to you know nitpick. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, it's 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 stretching it too much. Yeah. I mean, I do like the the humor of what he was saying and she's like he's like I look at her and I can't even imagine she has sex and then Elaine walks in and he goes on the other hand. And I thought that was good, you know, writing and everything, but for the most part, yeah, who who why would Jerry have a problem with with how good she is or whatever, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times, guys, I mean, if we think a girl's like, oh, she's a goody-goody, we want to, we want to, you know, <laughs> deprave her. We want to uh, yeah, we, corrupt yes. her, a, make her, make her evil like us. Defiling. Defile, there you go. Sexiness yeah. to it, which is, sounds terrible. I mean, it just sounds awful. But guys' minds work that way. Mm-hmm. It just does. It does. That's what, that's how we work. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. ladies. It is true. <laughs> Uh, and that's that goes to why the girl next door mentality is such a sexy yeah, thing yeah. for a lot of guys. Exactly. So Elaine comes in and she drops, I would say, one of the top 10 yeah. like lines in Seinfeld, which is sponge worthy. Just that word. Like this is one of the most like big pop culture things that came from this show um, other than yada yada other than um I mean, okay. yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's definitely top five. I mean, people, you yes. could say sponge worthy and people know exi- exactly what it is. And also, unlike other sort of phrases and stuff that they've made popular, this is fully Seinfeld. This is just a fully Seinfeld phrase or word, however you want to spell it. Yep. Sponge hyphen worthy, whatever it is. It's a fully yep. Seinfeld thing. 
Oh yeah, it definitely has, and it permeates outside of yeah. just the Seinfeld fans. You say though, you say that word, and people they may not even know it's from Seinfeld, but they've heard it before. And that's when you know it's truly a part of pop culture when people don't yeah. even know what the reference is anymore, but they still say it. Yep. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. The BFOP Network has partnered with 80stees.com to uh, give you guys a fantastic deal. If you go to 80stees.com and use our code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, you will get 30% off your entire order. I've got a shirt that's come in. It is fantastic. They have got tons of different merch options for any kind of 80s thing that you love. I can guarantee you're going to find it on 80stees.com. Their shirts are awesome quality. The one I've got on right now is fantastic and soft. Fits perfect. So make sure you go to 80stees.com and use the code BFOP. That's B-F-O-P for 30% off your order. All right, at the AIDS walk, Kramer is kind of getting set up, and he doesn't want to wear the AIDS ribbon. And the lady at the table is just freaking out. And she's like, you know, why don't you want to wear the ribbon? Like, you got to wear the ribbon. And he just walks away, and he's like, I'm I'm so with Kramer. Yeah. It got me so angry. Like, I, I know they're playing on that, you know, as to, like, you know, these people who are supposed to be accepting and supposed to be like, you know, hey, you're doing something for good. They end up being like assholes. That's kind of, that's that's the the joke, but my head is going to fuck those assholes yeah. like, immediately. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny in this day and age because everything he's saying, like, well, I don't want to have to do anything I don't have to do. And I, I keep thinking of like you know anti-maskers and stuff like that or yeah. anti-vaxxers. But the difference is, you know, the the AIDS ribbon isn't isn't keeping anyone else safe. It's just a representation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's all that is. But, but he's still doing the act. Like he's still walking. Yeah, but my. And it's funny because my head kind of went to like some of the far, far left people who are like, you know, really, I mean, freaky with some of this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, you have to, you have to eat, you know, be super vegan yeah. and live green and all this kind of, and like, and if you don't like show yourself like that all the time, then you're not being it. Like, and it's just like, there's, it's both sides. I, I don't know. Both sides are ridiculous. Like the ends, the yeah, spectrums yeah, this, yeah. on both places. Extreme like, left and extreme like, right. Yeah, yeah. I live in the middle. Yeah. I'm a purple people, a purple person. All, and I appreciate that. And I think yeah. most, and I think most people are, but social media doesn't allow that. It can only have yeah. left or right. It can, everything has to be divisive. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. But back to this, back to this. Kramer's doing it, dude. Like he's actually like, yep. he's there. I'm like, give him a fucking break. And Kramer stands your fucking ground. Dude. He walks the walkie talks talk exactly. and like why he's not getting any credit for raising money, you know, for, uh, you know, th this AIDS cause no one, no one at all gives him credit for that. They're just immediately about the ribbon and that, and that shows that. you Again, what the point is too. Like, and that also shows you like where their priority is, is just a visual yes. representation. And that's the joke. Yep. That is the entire joke. And, but it's like, it's getting me riled up, but at the same time, that's what they're making fun of, and that's what they're kind of pushing, and I, I, I respect it, but it's also like pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, and, and so, honestly, right. and this is much more meat uh, to to go down uh, than than the whole fucking you know thing with Jerry and everything. Like, I almost wish they gave us more to work with here with the AIDS walk than than with the Jerry yep. thing, you know. So yeah, sadly. Yeah. So, all right, at monks, uh, George and Susan talk about condoms. And he just, he hates the condom, you know, 
Um, you know, he says when he got engaged, he said goodbye to the condom forever. Yeah. And I kind of laughed at that. Mm-hmm. Is, <laughs> that is kind of the guy mentality. Yeah. It, 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 it just is. Yeah. Um, and it feels better without it. Yeah. It just does. It's 100%. You know, I, I mean, there is a preference. And I think, I think part of the reason, now some guys are a little too forceful about not wearing the condom. Absolutely. Um, but there absolutely is a feeling preference. And, you know, from what I've heard, it's not as much of a preference with the ladies. They can't tell of the preference the, as much. The difference, yeah. Yeah, the difference. But for the guys, it's it's not close. No, no. I mean, it's we're talking a good, like, 35 40% like, dullness versus Blockage, yeah, yeah. like stopping of the feeling of anything. So, like, you're getting a very muted experience. Yes. Um, I will say uh, I've got some of those sheepskin ones. Oh yeah, those are those are those were the best. Th- ones those are that supposed I had. to be the most like like I yeah. guess thinnest or, or most best feeling or something. I've never oh, yeah, I've never yeah, tried yeah, yeah. one though. I mean, it's pretty much like sheep intestine. Yeah, just wrap it around yep. your dick. But mm-hmm. it, whatever it is, it feels better. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> rip like it doesn't like puncture or you don't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have the there's it doesn't have the stretchiness factor. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but it's still. It just it just it just feels better. Yeah, I've I've never fucked with those because I was a little bit it's, like eh, I don't know if I want to put. Yeah, like, well, yeah, because it's, it's kind of like you're fucking a sheep. Yeah, and that always feels good. <laughs> you know. Hey yo. Hey yo. All right. Boom boom. All right. <laughs> that was the curb. Boom <laughs> <laughs> boom. Awkward. Uh, all right. During the walk, um, everyone around Kramer is just ripping on him for not wearing the ribbon, and I'm just like, then we get who who what doesn't want to wear the ribbon. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know? And I just knew and when I'd see them. And you get, like, this whole, like, you know, like, a, like a dolly in shot when they when they come in. And I'm just like, fucking Bob and Cedric. My my least favorite people on the entire face of Seinfeld. People hate Ramon. People hate Farfel. People hate all these other people. Kathy Griffin. I hate Bob and Cedric. And... Last time they were on, we I talked about they didn't bother me as much, but here they don't bring anything to the show, and you're already supposed to be like it's them, like as the camera like dollies in, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly what it is, you know. And it's just like, dude, like, yeah, it would be different to feel like if that was like a season ago or something, but it's like two episodes later, one episode later, and they're like they're back, guys, almost as if you they knew that you hated them. Yeah. At least they're not really in it that much this episode. No, not too much. All right. Uh, Elaine ends up having the sponge-worthy talk with Billy. And I do like this scene. This is a really fun scene. We've talked about how much we enjoy when Elaine has the power. And here she has the power. And Elaine is strong and, like, you know, dominating. This is her. And I just I love how she, like, kind of. Rips on everything. Oh, you're going to change our sideburns? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll change Because after she does all of it, she's like, like all these like real things, like, is your kitchen clean? Yeah, like, okay. Like, he's a good person. And she's like, and you're going to do something about those sideburns? He's like, yeah, 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 no, no. I, I, you told me. You told me. He's like already like sort of fidgeting with it because he's already nervous. Yeah. It was, that was yes. a great like a way to end it with the sideburns thing, you know? Exactly. And then she's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And it's like, all right, it's that. Yeah, you, you passed this test. <laughs> Luke right. from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Well, 
<laughs> Did he ever bang Lorelai? Was that a thing? I, dude, I only know it because I, my wife's been is that's her show she's watching now. So okay. I just kept pe- I catch pieces here and there. I've never watched it. I, I dude, or did he? He was a Rory banger. I don't fucking bro. Know. I didn't even know Melissa McCarthy was on that show until I just. What? I didn't even know. I I never fucking when, watched Gilmore when, really? Girls. Really? Never fucking knew it. That was not on my radar huh. at all. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I don't watch it. And I didn't so realize I fucking James Gunn's brother uh, is in it. Was oh Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn's in it too. So I'm like, huh. oh okay. I'm starting to see things here. I'm starting to pick p- pieces together and stuff, you know. So well, then why didn't we have like Lorelai in uh, uh, Suicide Squad getting her head blown off? That right. Been that would have been. Funny. I would have loved that. That would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, at Lena's place, uh, he's about to dump her. Jerry's, you know, because she's too nice. When he notices, he pops open her closet, and he notices she has a huge amount of today sponges. And his reaction and like, is, oh. oh, she's depraved. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. And so now he wants to keep her because she's bad enough for him, um, which, again, I think it goes against the mentality where guys want to be the one to dirty up the lady. Um, but, like, he kind of, like... So, uh, so here's the thing. Yeah. I would rather them... Because, the, like, in this episode, they kind of brought the whole she's too good, like, halfway in. I think they should have dropped the whole AIDS walk. Like, that's how he got his got the phone number from. Mm-hmm. Lean into Jerry being the bad guy, her being the good girl, and how that doesn't yeah. work. It's just, like, there were some cool ideas here that came, keep, like, circling the drain in this episode. But yet they don't quite hit the mark. And you're like, well, why didn't you just lean into this? Or why didn't you just lean into that? It would have been better than what you right. gave us. I would have liked to see her be more of a good, like, we didn't get any shots of her at the soup kitchen, did we? I don't remember <laughs> any. Like, see her in action there. See something. And, like, really yeah. emphasize the good girl. And, and, like and, and, and then emphasize Jerry being the bad boy. Now, granted, they're going to do this later with George. Uh, I don't think it's this season. I think it's next season. But we don't know that right now. You know what I mean? So I think they should have leaned into that here. Because also, too, Jerry doesn't always give off, like, a am a bad guy vibe. Yes, he's... He's like a terrible human, but I don't get, I don't ever get that he's the bad guy guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, he's definitely not. No, no. So, but I do like how he says she's depraved and gets all excited. Yes, he is. Yes. Um, and so he was about to tell her something. And so now he has to hide that and he has to, you know, kind of divert from it. And to do so, he tells her about his 31 inch lie. Like to me, this was kind of a forced get this back into the storyline, because it went nowhere. It didn't well, make any sense. didn't really need anything. I mean, she looked disgusted, and you, you get the sense that's why she, she – well, she does break well, up with Well, you're right. You know, because it is, of it. It is, well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's – So, it, I guess, so, I guess, yeah. And, and I ultimately enjoy that it's a callback to the beginning of the episode or whatever. But, again, yes. everything that I just said, you know, I think would have been better than what we got. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's okay. fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Then we cut to – I would say one of my favorite scenes – in Seinfeld. And when you're talking about scene in film, it's like it's a specific um, location. And, you know, Seinfeld actually, as we brought up, they're using shorter and shorter scenes where you'll cut between, all right, one thing and then back to the other thing and then back to that other thing really fast. I love how they did this. We don't see Susan or George's face. We are just on a tight shot of them frustratingly trying to open this pack of condoms. George can't do it. He can't get the damn thing open. And they can be kind of tough to yeah, open at times. Of course. They're not that bad, yeah. but they can be tough. Yeah, because you also don't want to rip the condom, too. Exactly. And so, but I, I just, I I think this, like, as a, 
you know, video guy as a kind of quote unquote filmmaker, if you will. I think this is wonderfully different. And that's what makes it so memorable that you just get their hands and they're just, you know, they're they're frantically trying to get up and he just hands it off to her to do it. And he's like, you know, impatiently trying to do it. And then she opens it up like, come on, come on. And then he's lost his boner yep. and he can't do it. It's too late. <laughs> but like th- this is where I'm like, no, boners. Boners come back pretty well, easy. Boners can come back. Don't worry. That, well, you know, but, but you not know how, when you're George. I think when you're not, he, okay. he is so in his head that that's going to overpower mm. his fucking boner. Also, keep in mind, he doesn't love Susan, so he's probably yeah. not that attracted <laughs> right. to her. Boner, yeah. gone. All right, fine. Yeah, I mean, in my head, I usually do that with people that I am attracted to. Yeah, you, and you so, like, the bone, if the boner goes away, you can come back. And that's why, you know, if you... You can edge for an hour, the boner goes away, and then it still helps. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> then, then am I am I the one that brought that that told you about edging? I can't remember. I mean, I, oh, I no, know no, what it edging was my brother. Is. Okay. Oh, John didn't was, know what edging was. My, John had John had no idea. This was in an episode of Beef Up, uh, the Blast from Our Past podcast. Um, but I was I told I was talking about edging, and he was like, "What?" And I was just like, "Oh yeah, it's when it's when you like take yourself to the edge, but you don't go over, yeah. and you do that because it makes it more intense at the like later. Yep. You know, it's kind of like how what." Um, Sting talked about it, like tantric sex kind of stuff where you're yeah. like, you know, you hold yourself back until hours later and whatever. And then you, and then you explode. Expl- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, but boners come back, people. Yeah. It's I mean, big deal. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my greatest nightmare is that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> never, yeah, I've lost it. It's never coming back. Oh, God. No one told me my last uh, boner was my last one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we cut back to the people ganging up on Kramer, and holy shit, they beat the fuck out of him. And I'm just like, God damn it, that seems. I know it's satire and all this kind of stuff, but like, it just seems a bit much. Yeah, um, I'm tired of it by this point. I'll say. Yeah, and it's not even. It's like two scenes, and you're. And I am too, buddy. Yeah. I am too. I'm with you. And and this is also when he was like, uh, this is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. And I was like, oh, that echoes bad in 2021. <laughs> I didn't even like think about that, but yeah, yeah, that's that's where I kind of that's earlier when I was talking about the masks and stuff. This is what kind of like spawned that thought process, essentially, you know. Well, all right. At the end of the walk, uh, Jerry and George are there. Uh, Jerry was apparently not sponge worthy because he's so fat in his thirty-two inch <laughs> waist. Uh, him and George, they see Kramer barely stumbling coming across the finish line. I like his physical humor. I like Kramer's physical oh, yeah, humor yeah. here. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's solid. I love, I love uh, how the Jer- cop doesn't give one shit about Kramer at all. Yeah, and maybe it's because he saw him without the ribbon or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, Jerry rips on him for the whole poker stuff. And then George mentions, where's your AIDS ribbon? And we kind of get a freeze frame of Ooh. Kramer on his fri- frightened face. Oh. oh, no, the ribbon. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And and maybe it's because I I just don't physically fear Cedric or Bob. Now they probably they'd be people who would probably have a switchblade, and so they would probably could kill me. Um, but just like, ugh, I don't I don't like bullies like that. Well, I mean, anyway. I mean C- Cedric or is it Bob? Which uh, I think it's Cedric does have magical powers, doesn't he? As we mentioned on the last time they were on, who who did he play on Pee Wee's uh Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh Pee-wee's yes, Playhouse. Yeah. he was uh. <laughs> That's was right. it Ganji? He was that geni- the genie. genie. Yeah, I can't he was remember fucking his name, the genie, yeah. man. So <laughs> yeah, so you're right. Very true. All right, uh, and then we get a little tag of Elaine and Billy in bed in the morning. Uh, you know, after their sponge-worthy night of good sex, and it was solid. And he's about ready for round two, and she's like, "No, no, no, I, I can't afford 
uh, another go. Nah. And it's just like, oh, shoots him down. Oof, rough, rough. Yeah. And rough. off to wherever Gilmore <laughs> Girls is filmed. He he was this. You know what? I, I would be okay if this was a, a canonically connected to Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And it was all Lane's fault for sending him to that town. There you go. Yeah. Oh, uh, buddy. This episode. This episode fucking episode i'm gonna kick it <laughs> off oh you're coming in hot. i'm coming in hot baby um you know what when i watched it i had fun with it but all the things that we just discussed i can't look past like i think you were right i think what we're, what like where we got to on, on in the discussion was correct i think it was a waste of storyline for jerry it was it didn't i mean he did stuff it's so weird because at the beginning he was doing something, then it was kind of like a passive storyline, and then it became more active and he gets shot down. And I'm like, what was what was ultimately the point of it, you know? And I think you're right. All it was was to kind of get George talking about, you know, secrets and stuff. But even in that regard, I feel like the this episode didn't say enough about secrets, you know? And I don't feel like it said enough about Jerry and the girl, like the girl being too good for him and Jerry being like a bad boy or something. It was a collection of ideas that I don't think kind of coalesced into an episode. Yes, it was 22 minutes. Yes, there was a script. Yes, there's a beginning and an end. But to be truthful with you, it really felt like a hodgepodge of an episode. And sometimes those can come out in a nice tasty stew. But in this case, it really kind of doesn't. So I'm going to have to give it two, not AIDS ribbons, out of five. Okay. Yeah, talking with you, I did bring down mine a half a point because um, actually I kind of forgot how some of these storylines really trailed off and didn't do shit. Uh, I was kind of distracted by some of the highlight stuff, which is absolutely sponge worthy. Yeah. That stuff is fantastic. Um, I mean, yeah, that just just permeates into pop culture completely, and I love that. Um, and I would say maybe because I'm in a relationship, I thought the whole secret stuff with George and Susan was pretty damn relatable and funny. I liked that. I think the condom wrapper scene was brilliant. Brilliant the way they shot it and did it. I, I didn't love Kramer's walking stuff. I, I appreciate how like it kind of came back at the end where the whole... I mean, the whole thing where Kramer, you know, oh, you're not going to be able to complete this walk. You're not going to be able to complete this walk kind of came back at the end. But, but he would have completed it if he didn't get beat up. Like, literally yeah, exactly. nothing that Jerry was worried about is the reason he couldn't complete. And then and then he gets beat up, and he still completes it. So, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous point that is a, just a dumb storyline. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll help knock it down for a little bit. You know, and then the 30, the 31 inch waist secret was very useless other than as a trope for, or as a, as a thing for Susan and George with their secret storyline. I hate Bob and Cedric. I just fucking don't like them as characters. And, um, I ended up, you know, cutting it a good bit, but not as much as you, uh, I liked it. I'm still a little bit, you know, enjoyed the episode a little bit more so than disliked it. So I gave it three out of five AIDS ribbons. (laughs) Who didn't want the ribbon? Where the ribbon? So I know we're both doing AIDS ribbons, but I, I, I'm adding. Yours action, is better. So. Yours is better. I did. <laughs> I I honestly thought you were gonna be closer to me. Uh, the you know during yeah. the conversation. Um, but yeah, dude, this was one of those ones where it just was. I was like. 
you know, so I was questioning, like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, while I'm watching the episode, and if that happens, you know, that's that's bad. That's bad because you want to be in the episode. So, yes. all right. Yes, you do. All right. Well, good times there. Uh, as you all know, <laughs> the next episode will be on Patreon. And the next episode is The Gum. Guys and gals, Lloyd Braun, baby. Woo! The real Lloyd Braun, Matt McCoy, the real Deep Star 6, baby. If you want to yep. know the if you want to see the real Matt McCoy, go watch Deep Star 6. That's a great fucking movie. We we reviewed that on Podcasting After Dark. Holy Ooh. shit. And I and I brought up a Cart Race Seinfeld podcast while we were reviewing it. So there you hey. go. Well, Podcasting After Dark is a fantastic show. You guys should all check it out. Um, I hope you guys also check out Blast from Our Past Podcast. Also check out Action Action. People don't forget, Talking Back, Throwback Trivia Takedown, all the shows on the Beef Up Network. Go to Beef Up beefupnetwork.com that's B-F-O-P network.com for all your nostalgic podcast needs. And we'll see you next week with Lloyd Braun, <laughs> the gum. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast.